everyone, and welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Bertovich. This will be the NFL Divisional Round Pick'em. Gage, how we doing? Doing good. Still recovering from last week's loss, but doing good otherwise. Yeah, pretty, you know, not a real good wild card weekend. We had one game that was close, and the rest were kind of, you know, at least uh, most of them double digits, I believe, the rest of them. Yeah, a lot of the games, and like like you said, not really good ones. And majority of them are blowouts, especially when you look at like uh, the Cleveland-Houston game or even Tampa Bay-Philly. Both completely opposite from what we expected and definitely not a score we expected. Last week, both of us, we went two and four in our picks. <laughs> not very good. <laughs> not very good. Uh, you, you mentioned your Steelers. They uh, actually had the second closest game of the weekend uh, with the 14-point loss. So, I mean, if that tells you anything about the rest of the games, that'll, that'll tell the story right there on that. Yeah, and you know, we were talking a little bit before uh, starting the podcast here, and I didn't expect Pittsburgh to win. I really didn't. I know I hyped it up last week saying if they won, you know, I'd come in singing the Here We Go song. And the reason I said that is because I really did not think they would win. Um, they had their opportunities, but when you have uh, it was an end zone interception from like the five yard line, you had a, a George Pickens fumble, you had a Pat Frymuth fumble with that was a fumble but was overturned, not called a fumble. Don't know how it, you have these opportunities that you just give away and you you're not gonna win. Yeah, it's hard to win with all those, especially on the road. And, uh, you know, they already, you know, rescheduled that game with all the snow and everything up there. And uh, George Pickens kind of had a little fit there on the sideline towards the end of the game. He did, but I don't really blame him. I mean, his first – yeah, because they didn't make the playoffs last year. So his first year going into the playoffs and you get blown out, not as bad as the other teams this weekend – but you still get blown out. I don't know if he was frustrated at the team. I don't know if he's frustrated at the play calling, if he's frustrated at himself or just everything in general. But I think um, the frustration was really shown after the game in Tomlin's press conference when, I don't even know if it was five minutes into the thing, the reporter asked, you know, Mike, you have one year left on your contract, and he just walks out. So it's like, there's frustration going on, but hopefully the off season they can uh, build better. Yeah, and I seen that today they announced that uh, they are bringing Tomlin back next season. Or yesterday they announced it, and they're going to try to extend him on past twenty twenty four. How you feel about Tomlin coming back for another season? Uh, I don't mind it, just because I'm afraid to get a new head coach. You know, it's one of those things where it's like. Tomlin, we've been – there was a stat, and I don't remember where I saw it, where I heard it, but there has only been one game in Tomlin's career during the regular season, one game that the Steelers were out of playoff contention. I don't know what year that was or when it was, but to be consistently in the hunt or in the playoffs, you don't have that. You may not win it. And Tomlin has shown that they <laughs> probably won't win it, 
but just getting into the playoffs when other teams have these long playoff droughts, you know, it's like you, you can't ask for much more. I would rather go 10 and 7 and, you know, win a game or even lose the first round rather than go 4 and 12 for six years and have no sign of hope anywhere. And Tomlin, he's never had a losing season at Pittsburgh. So that's, you know, consistent winning, it, you know, during his tenure there. So uh, it's probably a good thing he is coming back, you know, for, you know, you know what you're getting with Tomlin pretty much, you know. Yeah, it's always going to be an average season, no matter who's at quarterback, he proved that. Um, even, you know, who's that offensive coordinator, he's proven that. And they're also – looking to bring in an offensive coordinator from outside the organization, which I think you need to do. You can't keep, mm-hmm. you know, one play caller, one offensive coordinator, or whatever their titles were. And you can't have a Matt Canada. So it's like you need to hire from outside the organization and you need to bring in competition for uh, QB1. Yeah, it's uh, probably a good thing uh, that they go outside the organization for that at least. Oh, man. Uh, So, like I said, all these games last week were blowouts. The biggest surprise to me uh, was probably Houston beating up on Cleveland as bad as they did. I thought Cleveland's defense was a lot better than that, but C.J. Stroud just carved them up, especially in the second half. Uh, What was your biggest surprise of the weekend last Uh, weekend, Gage? uh, Probably that. And I'm pretty sure I picked Green Bay to win last week, but I didn't expect him to drop, what was it, 42 on the Dallas defense. That was something that I was like, whoa, what happened? And then also Tampa Bay just not letting Philly gain any momentum in that game. I think they held him to nine points. It's like you don't expect it. I'm pretty sure we both went against Philly. Or, sorry, we both went against Tampa Bay. And it's like, you, you didn't expect that. Maybe a close game, sure, but not that much of a blowout. Yeah, I mean, there was a few surprises there. Um, uh, Detroit beating uh, L.A., that was probably, you know, the least surprising. I mean, I, I, you know, you could have seen a scenario where Detroit wins that game. But Houston beating down on Cleveland, you just, you know, I never saw that coming. Uh, the Chiefs beating up on uh, Miami, yeah, because Miami struggled towards the end of the season. But the, the the Packers and the Cowboys, like the Packers with the you know all the rookies and the second year guys, and you know Jordan Love who hadn't played until this season, going up against that Cowboys team who you know people thought they had a run, you know maybe a chance to make it to the Super Bowl, but once again they had only beaten like one or two teams all year with a winning record. I think that come back and that really hurt them in this one here. Oh, yeah, definitely. That one, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, Green Bay beating up on Dallas defense when they have a, a top top secondary and a top linebacker, Micah Parsons. It's like you, you don't expect it, especially Green Bay. I mean, they're still without their number one receiver in Christian Watson. So it's like where did this offensive juggernaut come from? I, I think Romeo Dobbs just got open once again, uh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> While we were talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he scored another one, and Jaden Reed took another jet sweep to the house. Yeah. And uh, and then the Philly one, man. Uh, 
you talk about a team after 11 weeks that uh, everybody thought would could be a heavy Super Bowl favorite. And from the, after week 11 till now, the downfall of that team is just mind-blowing how bad they have been toward down the stretch of this season and to not show up against that Tampa Bay team. I know they didn't have A.J. Brown, but, man, they and, just did not look the same at all. No, and they've had games this season where they were without either A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith. And for the most part, either won or if they didn't won, win, they hung in pretty well. But they did not get anything going this game, and Tampa Bay became the first team to stop the tush push not once but twice this season. You know, mm-hmm. we saw earlier in the season where Washington stopped it once. Here, I mean, what was it, Vita Vea, I think it was, just went in and basically took Hurts' uh, head off his neck by <laughs> grabbing him by the helmet and just pulling him away, which I think was awesome to see. But it's like teams were figuring Philly out, and they didn't adapt. And I, I noticed on the sideline there, like at one point in time, Dallas Goddard was over there like screaming at Jalen Hurts. I know A.J. Brown has been yelling at Jalen Hurts. It just doesn't seem like they all get along in that locker room, and it seems like that could be some of their downfall for the season. I don't know what's going on there, but it it showed on the field that uh, things ain't working out too well with that team. Yeah, and that was something we talked about earlier in the season. Yeah even while Philly was on their undefeated streak, that Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, they seemed like they didn't seem eye-to-eye with stuff that we were hearing from NFL insiders or um, stuff being said during like media interviews or anything like that. It's like, what's going on, and why can't a top-tier wide receiver get along with his quarterback? Yeah, it, it'll be an interesting offseason, that's for sure, in Philly. And uh, we'll just see how everything shakes out there. Been an interesting offseason in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few coaching vacancies, and they are now they're now announcing uh, that they're interviewing coaching candidates. Not that they've hired them, but they're <laughs> interviewing them. I get a breaking news thing the other day saying that the L.A. Chargers have just finished up an interview with Jim Harbaugh. I'm like, what? Why? Tell me when you've hired somebody. I, I don't care about the interview process. Why is this breaking news? And then the Falcons send out one. We have interviewed Bill Belichick. Uh, okay. Uh, just break the news that you've hired somebody. <laughs> you know, I mean, why is this breaking news? I mean, you could say that, you know, you've interviewed him, but it doesn't have to be necessarily breaking news. And I get notifications and all this. It's weird. Yeah, it's been weird. Like you said, the notifications about Jim Harp on Bill Belichick, but also like, if you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and you follow any of the teams, like the Panthers, they've been interviewing, it feels like, everyone and anyone available. (laughs) (laughs) They've been posting, like, every day it feels like with, like, three or four pictures of different people they interviewed. And same thing with the Chargers. It's like, since when did we start announcing that, and why do you want to announce that? It makes no sense. Yeah, it's a trend that I'm really not for, you know, but like I said, if they, if they, you know, let it go, like, you know, hey, we've interviewed a few guys here and there, but we really don't need the notifications and the breaking news alerts on the phone for an interview. It's like, we don't care that you hired some 
equipment manager for the Baltimore Ravens for your offensive coordinator position. It's like, we don't need to know that. Just let us know when you hire someone. Yeah, speaking of an equipment manager, how about Mahomes and his helmet the other day? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that that didn't get caught and that he was still able to play two plays before they finally stopped him. Yeah, I mean, who's checking this stuff? I don't know, but it's like, can you, can you imagine as well? Like, obviously, the home, the helmet that Mahomes um, put on as the new helmet wasn't used to his head or anything. So the chin strap and the uh, the helmet itself just being uncomfortable as all get out. I, I couldn't imagine how uncomfortable he was in it. Yeah, uh, it's it was crazy. And then the people that made the helmets. Uh, they come out and they said, yeah, the helmet did what it was supposed to do. Well, supposed to break off like that? I mean. Yeah, I, <laughs> okay. I don't think they're supposed to do that, but all right. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that before, but uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll go with that then. That's cool. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, we will go on and get into this weekend's divisional round matchup. And we start... 4.30 Saturday on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus, wherever else you get these games on ESPN. Uh, the Houston Texans at 10-7 and seven going to Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens, the number one overall seed in the AFC. Baltimore is a nine-point favorite. Their starters have had two weeks' worth of rest. Gage, what do you think about this divisional round matchup? I, I feel like this could be the best game of the week. Um the Texans, they put on an offensive clinic last week and a defensive clinic. Uh, you know, pick, or, uh, taking two pick sixes off of Joe Flacco. But the problem is, is I believe they're without Nico Collins now. So that's one weapon that C.J. Stroud won't have. Um, he seemed to really like his, I don't know, I don't want to call him tight end, but he's listed as one, uh, Brevin Jordan. That dude is fast. <laughs> he, he took the one tight end screen past like 82 yards or something. And it's like, this guy has wide receiver speed. Why is he a tight end? But okay. Um, it, Lamar really hasn't had good success in the playoffs. He's uh, got more interceptions than touchdowns um, in all of his playoff games. And it's like, they're, you, you don't know what to expect. Mark Andrews is questionable to return this week, but they don't really have to worry about that because likely he's been doing very good um, filling in for Andrews. And on the defensive side of things, they have a top-tier defense. Yes, they are without Marlon Humphrey this week, but that I don't know if that'll really matter. The way that they're able to play their defense, the uh, defensive special minds that they have on that team – I think they'll be just fine. I'm going to take Baltimore in this game, but I think it's going to be a close one, so I'll take Houston to cover. Oh, man, I hate this part right here uh, with the Ravens. I uh, just uh, don't want them to win anything in this playoffs. Uh, they've come, they're coming off of two straight weeks where they've rested their starters. They'll be well-rested coming into this. Lamar has only won one playoff game in his career. He, he chokes in the playoffs, and I'm hoping he chokes again this week. Houston, 
last week come out and put a whooping on Cleveland. I mean, just beat down. Uh, C.J. Stroud looked awesome. Uh, you know, him and his, you know, favorite target all year since, you know, Tank Dales went down. Even before that, him and Nico Collins had something going on. Like you said, Brevin Jordan, he caught one pass, but, man, it was explosive. Uh, you know, he's got Michi. He likes Dalton Schultz a little bit. Singletary's a decent running back for him. Uh, Davis Mills got a little run in that game, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week. But uh, Baltimore is probably a little bit too much for Houston. This game's in Baltimore. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Ravens as well in this one. Uh, that's what my I'm picking. But I wouldn't be mad at all if Houston comes out and gets the win on the road in Baltimore. Give me Baltimore, but I'm with you here. I think Houston will cover, and I think Houston will make it close. But Baltimore ultimately will pull out the win on that one, unfortunately. And I you, hate to do it. And you know what? I would not mind taking a loss on that pick, though. No, me either. <laughs> I absolutely don't. The next matchup, Saturday night, we go to the NFC. And we got the seven seed over there after their upset over Dallas last week. Green Bay travels to San Fran to face the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. They also have rested their starters for the last couple of weeks. Gage, what do you think about this one? I uh... – if you've listened to this show, you know that I've been a Jordan Love fan. You could say I've been a lover. And uh, you watch his game. You watch how he moves in the pocket, how he throws the ball. Who does he look like? He looks like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. The way that his – just the, the bouncing of his feet, the flick of his wrists, it all looks like – a carbon copy of Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not going to say that he's Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to say that he can throw the ball as far as Rodgers can. But I think his decision-making and his pocket awareness and just his overall game in general is Aaron Rodgers-esque. Now, we know how good the Niners are. We know they've got Christian McCaffrey. We know they've got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. And on the defense... They've been suffocating teams all year round. But I'm going to stick with my trend of going with Jordan Love. Give me the upset of the week, the number seven seed, to get another win. Give me the Green Bay Packers over the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh, man. There's an upset pick already in this one. And we ain't even made it out Saturday yet. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs, once again, he just got open again, just saying for Green Bay. I just I didn't know if you knew that or not there. Uh, but uh, Green Bay last week, awesome, phenomenal, great, looked wonderful. Jordan Love, you know, like you said, he looks like Aaron Rodgers back there. Maybe it's sitting behind him all them years he sat behind him, and he learned a little something. But they get that running game going too, and Aaron Jones had a pretty big game last week. Scored three touchdowns on the ground. Like I said, uh, Romeo Dobbs, he just got open again. <laughs> he scored a lot. He only scored once, but he got a lot of yards. He was behind those defensive backs, you know, 
I don't know how a guy gets that wide open that many times without somebody making some sort of adjustment, but <laughs> Dallas did not. Uh, I had a buddy of mine. He was a Green Bay Packers fan. He still is a Green Bay Packers fan. He loved Aaron Rodgers. They drafted Jordan Love. Every year Aaron Rodgers was there, he would complain that they drafted somebody on defense and that he needed a weapon on offense, and they never got it. Well, the year they drafted Jordan Love, he hated it. <laughs> and uh, he read somewhere like Jordan Love come from Utah State. So he would call him, you know, Jordan Love from Utah State because, you know, he, he didn't like the guy at all. Aaron Rodgers goes off and he said, well, we're probably going to have a down year because we got Mr. Utah State back there, Jordan Love. First four, few games of the year, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of a rebuilding year. And then something happened. Jordan Love like flipped a switch and he just picked up on everything and has been playing awesome like the second half of the year and now he's a big jordan love guy <laughs> anyways to said all that to say that the packers uh run is going to end this week against the san francisco 49ers uh the niners have just got too much for them i believe in this one they've they've had a couple weeks rest once again uh you know they they've looked like the best team all year in the NFC. I can't say overall because uh, one team from you know that one county in Maryland or whatever. Uh, anyways, uh, the Niners they got too much on there on offense and defense. They're going to become out. They're going to be ready to play. They're going to play a lot better than Dallas did, especially on defense. I don't think Dobbs is going to be open as many times as he was last week. <laughs> Give me the Niners in this one, but I think Green Bay covers. But I think San Francisco wins. And Romeo Dobbs just we, got open again. He did. He, he sure did. <laughs> He's wide open once again. Oh, uh, the next matchup, Sunday, the 3 o'clock game on NBC, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Detroit to face the Detroit Lions. Detroit was rocking last Saturday night. Gage, what do you think about this NFC matchup? In Detroit, like you said, they were rocking last Saturday night. And they might have had a lot of hostility towards Matthew Stafford and his family. But it didn't come back to bite them because they won. And, you know, we talked earlier about um, the Buccaneers just beating down the Eagles. And that's what they did. But how did they do that? They were able to get the run game going, whether it was from Rashad White whether it was on a jet sweep, and that complemented their passing game very well. The Lions, defensive-wise, on the ground, not the best, but they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah they're, they're pretty good. Their passing defense, though, with the trash talk that C.J. Garner-Johnson has done this week, with you can tell he's not watching the film because of the things that he has said. In saying that Russell Gage is a good player when he hasn't taken a single snap for him this year? Preseason. Yeah, I mean, preseason <laughs> snaps. Yeah, sure. And saying that Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback. I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying he's going to try and make him pay for uh, that comment this week. And uh, I don't want to do this to you, but I'm going to do it. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to move on. Give me the bucks. Well, last week, like I said, one of the, you know, they were pumped up last week in Detroit. Their first playoff win in you know, 31 years or 32 years, whatever it was, a long time. 
uh, Matthew Stafford, you know, coming back to Detroit and the hatred that they had for him <laughs> during that game. And for them to come out and Jared Goff to be pumped up like he was because, you know, Sean McVay pretty much said, this guy can't win in this league. I don't, we don't want him. We want to get a quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Worked out for him. And he had all that animosity toward him. Played pretty good. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown once again. I mean, he's just, you know, he's that guy for the wide receivers for for Detroit. You know, and, and Josh Reynolds, former Ram as well, had a pretty big game. Uh, Tampa Bay, on the other hand, just beat down Philly. Uh, Philly just – I think – I don't know if that's more Philly or if that's more Tampa Bay, but, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, you know, threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, had a really good game, but it's Tampa Bay. I can't pick Tampa Bay. We know this. I, I went for him a couple of weeks. Not going to do it again. Give me Detroit and a raucous crowd once again in the Motor City to push Detroit into the NFC Championship game. Man, that sounds weird that one of these two teams is going to be playing for the NFC Championship, but give me Detroit in this one. It's either going to be the team that hasn't won a playoff game in years in Detroit or Baker Mayfield. I'm not too sure which one's worse. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's very unlikely story either way, but we're here. <laughs> this, oh, and yeah. Oh man, this is going to be like the story of where you know this year, you you hated Tampa Bay, didn't pick them, and then they go and win the Super Bowl and just prove everyone wrong. Oh, uh, and then we have to watch Baker Mayfield hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Wow, uh, what a nightmare! I might skip out on the Super Bowl if they make it. If it's them in Baltimore, you might as well count me out. I'm not in it. <laughs> oh, oh, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. Oh, no. Unfortunately, that's still a possibility. <laughs> uh, can, can the Super Bowl end in a draw? Can nobody win? Man, go Texans, go Lions this week. Woo, <laughs> man. Uh, so there's the 75% of the playoffs that we've picked so far. And now we get to the main event of the weekend. The final game, Sunday night, 6.30. The Kansas City Chiefs travel to Buffalo to face the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is a three-point favorite. Buffalo finally gets a home game against Kansas City in the playoffs. Gage, what do you think about this one? First, let's just talk about how weird is it to have a 6.30 primetime game <laughs> on a Sunday. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? We love the eight o'clock game. Sure, we're we're up to eleven thirty midnight, but we still like them. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I have a lot of resentment right now towards Buffalo, so I'm just gonna start this off by saying, don't expect me to pick them, unless I change my mind as I talk. <laughs> um, we saw last week, obviously, what Buffalo can do, and we saw what Kansas City can do. Kansas City, I think, had the advantage because of the cold. Miami's not used to it, and Tua was throwing checkdowns as uh, they were down, like, two scores. So they, they didn't really play, you know, that top-notch of a team. But Buffalo, their defense, they, they've taken a lot of hard hits. Um, they had a linebacker, I believe it was, last week get carted off. Don't know the status update of him. Um, Gabe Davis... I think he's still questionable for this week. Not sure if he's coming back. Khalil Shakir, I guess, can break tackles and score touchdowns when you're not supposed to. 
Uh, so it's like we we know what Buffalo can do, and we also know what they can't do, right? You look at Kansas City, and it's like, okay, they still got Patrick Mahomes. They still have Travis Kelsey. Maybe T. Swift will be in uh, up in the box this week. I'm sure she will be. Um, so and their defense has played it pretty well this this year. So. Like I said at the beginning of this, don't expect me to pick Buffalo. And I didn't change my mind throughout this. Give me Kansas City here. Surprisingly, the underdogs. Both games last week that both these teams played uh, were both cold games. (laughs) Uh, I believe zero is what it felt like in Buffalo with snow. And it was like minus 30. uh, Like 15 Chiefs fans were like treated for hypothermia after the game was over with. Uh, I seen one dude run around without a shirt on. I don't think that was the wisest thing, but he did have gloves and a hat, so uh, maybe that helped out a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't look great to me, uh, but yeah, uh, do your thing, I guess. Uh, but uh, Buffalo has met Kansas City twice in the playoffs in Arrowhead, and Kansas City has beat them both times. The last game was like – I don't know. It was a close game, really close. Uh, Kansas City won uh, 13 seconds left. Uh, You know, they scored in 13 seconds. That's what it was. Um, Buffalo, you know, played a pretty decent game last week, you know, uh, against a certain team there uh, at home. Uh, We don't talk about that. You said Shakir uh, scored, uh, you know, kind of easily there, you know, with, uh, you know, with... anyways, <laughs> Josh uh, Allen had three touchdowns last week. Josh Allen did not throw any picks. Josh Allen did not fumble the ball. Uh, if he does that, uh, I like Buffalo's chances in this game. Uh, the Chiefs, on the other hand, they they faced the Dolphins team who looked like they didn't want to be anywhere near that field the other day. <laughs> Uh, the coach, oh man, Mike McDaniel just looked like he he was like so cold over there the whole game. And I, I mean, I'm sure it was negative 30, yeah, uh, feeling, but uh, Kansas City, you know, they you know, they beat them by 19. I still didn't think they looked all that great. Rasheed Rice looked pretty good though, he had a lot of yards and stuff. Kelsey was decent, uh. I'm going to go roll with the Bills in this one. I think Buffalo finally gets it done at home this week. What I'm not looking forward to, though, is uh, Tony Romo uh, and his love fest for both of these quarterbacks. Oh, my which God. Which one going to love for this week? Because he's going to talk them both up like they are the greatest things in the world. And, you know – it's what we're going to hear for the whole broadcast between these two quarterbacks and how great they are and how they carry their team and this and that. And I'm just really not looking forward to that part of it, but I'll take Buffalo in this game. Just imagine if Tony Romo was with Chris Collinsworth this week. Oh my oh. God. Oh man. That would not, I would, I would have to listen to it on mute. I may have to listen to it on mute anyways, but man, that would be horrible. Oh, oh. So, uh, you you think that the uh, Packers-Niners is the the game you're most looking forward to? Absolutely. Um, I just love Jordan Love's game. Love watching him play. And the Niners, they're always explosive. 
you never know when they're going to break off a big play. So, absolutely. I, I like that one, too. I also, I don't know. I just I, – I know I picked Baltimore. But I just feel like, man, it, I don't know. I got a feeling about this that maybe the young Stroud can come in and pull off the upset. And I'm looking forward to that game. So, uh I think they're all should be pretty good games, but uh, that's the one I'm looking most forward to. Now, by halftime, I may have a different point of view and be like, yeah, that Packers-Niners game's looking great right now. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. But that's the one I'm kind of looking forward to myself. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it if Baltimore loses. Otherwise, no, I will change the channel probably after the first. Yeah, let's uh... – Let's hope that the Texans are more competitive than teams have been the second half of the season. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody has been, unfortunately. Yeah, man. So, uh, next week, we'll just have the conference championship matchups. And we're almost we're almost to the end of the season, man. It's, it's kind of bittersweet. We're getting down there. I, I can't believe it. feels like we just started this. Yeah, maybe next week, you know. Uh, there'll be some coaches that's actually getting hired, not just interviewed. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know about that. It seems like they love their social media posts. Of We've interviewed Joe Schmo, uh, John Smith, and uh, Arthur Smith for this position. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of Arthur Smith, uh, it looks like Bill Belichick had a second interview with the Falcons. So, uh, that you know, breaking news right there. So. It can't be any worse than Arthur Smith. Oh, definitely won't be any worse than Arthur Smith, I don't think. It's <laughs> Arthur Smith, that mediocre at best. So, I, I know we talked a little bit last week about J.J. Um, McCarthy and Jim Harbaugh. J.J. McCarthy declared his uh, entry into the NFL draft this year. Do, does he go first round? And if so, is it high? Is it low? Is it potentially to where uh, Harbaugh gets hired? I I think that uh, he's probably going to go twentieth to Pittsburgh. That's my guess. No, no, no. I I do think that he's going late first round. If he's going, I believe he's like the fifth best quarterback available. Uh, it's going to be Caleb Love, probably number one. Drake May will probably be the second quarterback coming out. Um, I'm not sure who else. Uh, I think he's, they had him as the fifth one. Maybe Michael Penix was ahead of him there somewhere. Bo Nix, mm-hmm. uh, I think they're all ahead of him. But uh, I think if he go, you know, he's going. But I think he'll probably be a late first rounder. Now, what do you think? I'm still trying to think. Like, I, I agree. Probably like mid-20s, but I don't know if, like, say, Harbaugh does go to the Chargers. Does he have any influence on that? And them saying, oh, you know, let's bring this kid in. I know we have Justin Herbert, but we could probably trade him and get a lot of draft picks or good players back for him, you know. So it's like, I, I don't know. Yeah, you've got that opening. There's uh, Atlanta that they've uh, interviewed there. Atlanta really doesn't have – I mean, I don't think they're going to roll with Desmond Ritter, but they got a kind of higher pick. Maybe he influences them to take McCarthy if he gets hired there. Or, you know, I don't know if Tennessee's hired him or not. I haven't seen that breaking news alert yet. Uh, 
uh, Seattle, they've got an opening, you know, with Geno. Maybe he's getting a little older. Maybe McCarthy would sit behind Geno for a year or two and then slide into the starting position, you know, how Jordan Love done. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I, I see him going, like, late first round. But I could see a, a scenario where Harbaugh goes and, and takes him with him. It's gonna be gonna be interesting to look at uh, as draft time rolls around. Oh yeah, uh, you know it's uh, it'll be here before you know it. You know the season's ending and it's draft season all of a sudden, just like that. Yeah, we're almost at the Super Bowl already. It's like whoa. Yeah, where did the season go? Yeah, you know, at, it's just a cold night in Buffalo. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the other night. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah. It definitely was. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, we'll roll back in here again next week, and we will predict our conference championships, and hopefully Baltimore won't be there. But we'll see, and we'll see you next week. Talk to you later. <laughs>